Yeah, yeah. Whoa. Hello. Oh, she uh, walk it like I talk it. Walk it. Walk it like I talk it. Walk it. Walk it like I talk it. Woo. Walk it like I talk it. You. Walk it like I talk it. Walk it. Walk it like I talk it. Walk it. Walk it like I talk it. Woo. Walk it like I talk it. Hey. Walk it like I talk it. Walk it. Walk it like I talk it. Walk it. Walk it like I talk it. Walk it. Walk it like I talk it. What? You're here again? I, we haven't freaked you out yet. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. Make it to Fry Dudes. Um, yeah, this, hey, we're getting closer to Christmas. Uh, we'd be remiss if we didn't tackle the beginning of Matthew. We tackled the um, beginning of Luke last week. And um, I, listen, you can doubt this. I, I, I love the documentation. I love how it gets into genealogy. Clearly, uh, you know, we can be in a hurry a lot of times. Yeah, God's God's not in a hurry. I mean, 14 generations to 14 generations to 14 generations, all documented. And uh, we break it down. Here you go. Enjoy this special Christmas edition. All right, welcome back. I'm Mary, uh, Christmas Eve, Eve, Eve. And... Uh, yeah, we're going to start it off where why we're celebrating this thing called Christmas and the beginning of Matthew is an excellent way to start. Uh, Rock and Rick, you joked about maybe this isn't the best part to read with the kids because it starts with genealogy. But I don't know, personally, I find it fascinating that, that well, first of all, it, it is documented, which is, which is really cool. I mean, for most of us, you know, 23andMe is really popular right now, and Ancestry.com, and we kind of, we get, to, has anyone done that, by the way? I did. You did, Peter? 23andMe? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You're in the system. Uh, I'm in the system. You're yeah. in the system. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I know there's fear on that, <laughs> yeah. uh, but anyway, it, it's it's interesting to find out where you come from, right? Or at least, and also your, your DNA and what defines you. Did it also define your region where you're from? It did. Okay. It did, yeah. You mind sharing that? My region where I'm from? Yeah, or the regions. Okay. Um, pull it up. Okay. Sorry, as he, go over the thing. No, as you pulled up, here's the deal. Most shelter. of us, do you know beyond your grandparents or great-grandparents? Yeah. yeah. My you dad do. traced us back. Uh, uh, I had, there were two English brothers that came over in the 1600s to the United States, late 1600s, and they, uh, they, they swindled their way into twice the land that they were supposed to get. <laughs> and uh, by fake, by, by basically impersonating each other, I don't know how it worked exactly, but they got like twelve hundred acres or something. Descendants so, of Isaac. So your first, the first descendants are already part of fraud. Yeah, and your family. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, we all know we're flawed, right? That's for sure. But I, my point is, I don't. I don't know if anyone else is in my category. I don't know beyond my great grandparents, <laughs> and I don't know their names. I can't name them. What's cool here? is I've always said I'm fascinated with how the prophecies in the, the Old Testament, Isaiah, and a lot of these, Moses, a lot of these books, David, a lot of these books that we read, that uh, Jewish nation reads and Muslims read, it's foretold this was going to happen. And then I also find it fascinating, I mean, all the way back to Abraham, I mean, it, it, this line and this promise, and it's documented, man, it's from, it's, anyway, I'm going to open it up, 14, Casey, you and I were just talking about this. It was yeah, it's fourteen from David's time, fourteen to the or fourteen from the time of Babylon exile, and then fourteen from the Babylonian exile, which is is that known as Exodus? Is that correct? 
You correct me. The exile from Babylonia, or is that Egypt? That's Egypt. Okay, right. And then to the Messiah, which is Jesus, which is what we, I, we celebrate Christmas. Most, some of us. <laughs> but that is, that is Christmas. This is the, the, the origination. Um, there's also debate, too, by the way. I'm going to get ahead of this. Someone's feeling this. Was it exactly 25th? I, I don't know. I don't think there's any... In fact, I've heard the Roman Empire did tag it to go along with a pagan holiday once upon a time. Has that anyone heard that before? True. That is true. Constantine. See, it's good at least to know this, everyone, because that's where then this. I think Dana brought that. They did it well, to bring unity. Ten years ago, they did it to bring unity, and so they brought together about three different like belief systems around yeah. the same time, so nobody would be fighting. Okay, I want to set some people free to listen to this. So just that. We don't, at least personally, me, it's like, it's literally was the 25th of December. I, we don't know, but I, but I am firmly certain of, well, my belief and my faith is, this did happen. Exactly which day, I don't know. But I do find it fascinating, this was painstakingly documented, that there are generations that someone wrote this down and tracked it all the way through to this point. So, the other thing that came to me is timing. So some of you have been, we talked about healing, We've talked about finances. A lot of you are waiting on something. Talk about patience. We're talking hundreds of years. Isaiah wrote this, what, Casey? 750 years, some of his prophecy, before yeah, this before, actually happened? Before Jesus, yeah. God's timing? <laughs> it's, it is wild, man. It, 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 this is all real. Just know, there is no hurry, is there? Ooh. Have you guys noticed that? <coughs> you want instant answers. But God's timing is clearly, it's, it's, it's hundreds of years. I mean, I would, I would guess most people are thinking, forgot about these prophecies or like, forget it, gave up on it. There is no timeline in heaven though. Well, that's my point. What is, what is time to God? Right. There, you know, that's where a lot of people get lost on the if it's literal seven days or or is it billions of years? I, I always I love asking that question. What is a day to God? Yeah. <laughs> God's if God if God truly created the sun and the moon, which by the way was on day four, which is interesting, but if if that's the case, God's not restricted to we're restricted to time. We're restricted to what we call a day. I was I was reading something just the right. other day. Where uh, you know it's talking about how God is in our present, He's in our future, and He's in our past all at once, mm. and, and and He's He's totally aware of you know it's all one thing to Him. It's mm. one time. It's all the time. same moment. Yeah, it's the same moment. And so what we when we think that we're uh, you know doing badly right now or something like that, He you know we're not living up to whatever we're supposed to live up to. You know. The ideal person, um, he actually sees who we are in the future, and and it's not his future, of course, but uh, he, he's fully aware of where we're going to be, and uh, he's not worried about where we are right now. Yeah, that so part really makes me feel good because, like, I spent like you know over a decade, <clears throat> I kind of left God, you know, kind of drifted, kind of bit, you know, like, <coughs> and just to think that he knew beforehand that. You know what I mean? That that was going to be there. That money was going to be a big pull in my life. That I was going to go down that path for a little bit. And then kind of, yeah, I believe he waited. You know I mean? That's a big deal. You know, to kind of pull that in there. Uh, I love it. Thank you both very much. I think you're, you're spot on.
Um, anyone else? Otherwise, we are going to dive into starting at 18 to talk about the birth. So, so something go, I was, please, Ricky D. So I get to go off on tiny tangents, but I'll keep it under a minute. So one thing about the genealogy is that it talks about Joseph and how uh, he's in the line of Joseph. So it talks about all Joseph's family, but Mary was, it, she was impregnated by the Spirit, right? So a question, and this is again off the tangent, but did, was she inseminated with Joseph's seed through... And you're saying no. So no. I'm, I'm, the question is, is, is why do they get the genealogy of, of Joseph's side and say that he's a descendant of all these people when, in fact, Joseph's not his physical He's father. a stepdaddy. Right. Well, that's a deep take, man. Mm. No, I did, that, bumped, that bumped on me as well. Because, yeah, it's Joseph right, right here. Jacob was the father of Joseph, the husband right. of Mary. So that's his line. He's Mary not married to... Mary's not in his line, so to speak, or it's not, it's not saying that there. I've not seen it said anywhere. I think Mary's line lines up too, though. I'm, I'm yeah. say I heard there's something. something about that, but I don't remember what it was. Genealogy was else. only tracked through the males. What's that? Genealogy right. was only tracked through the males, and it wasn't actually 14 generations. There's many generations missing. Yeah, so what you have to understand about the reason God chose Mary wasn't just for Mary. She, he also chose Mary for Joseph because of Joseph being her husband he chose Mary and so Mary had the heart that God was looking for and Joseph had the will and the genealogy that God was looking for Joseph doesn't get enough credit you know what I mean no, I do talk about Joseph well, we're going to get into that if we get time into the reading. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. We're going to get to Joseph. And he just kind of disappears that. I don't know. Do you ever think Jesus is like, you're not my real dad? I'm going to go live in my father's house. Exactly. I'll say this. Again, I talk like this. Sorry, Rock and Rick. I just For for any of the atheists and the doubters out there, I talk this way. If there's a God... This is an amazing story. But also they, there's a saying about truth is often stranger, stranger than fiction. I love that saying because this is kind of wild if you think about it, right? A Holy Spirit uh, came upon Mary and gave her child. So what Ricky's saying is technically then it, it couldn't, it, or maybe it was through God that the genealogy, maybe the, I get where you're going biologically. So. I don't. I know if it's okay. I don't want to spend the whole hour, but it's an excellent point. I'm glad that's a good catch because I, I caught that as super well. Super short answer though. Yeah, couldn't cool. have been Joseph because she was a virgin. Yeah, couldn't have been. But he's saying supernaturally yeah. was it though the line? <laughs> so he also God also God also put Adam into a deep sleep and and took rip blah, you know blah 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 blah. Is this a is this a it's procedure a that happened? Right, a miracle procedure, but where they where his his seed was actually taken and inseminated. We do it now all the time. So no, because the Bible doesn't say that. <laughs> There's a lot of things the Bible doesn't say that are... Yeah, I'm just, Here's I'm the just cool part. Let, let me set you free here. I, there's a lot of stuff we, we can debate and wonder, and, and I do enjoy it. I'll say this. So someday we're all going to find out. <laughs> Especially those even that question, is there really a heaven, is there really a God? We're all going to find out. You know what I'm saying? When we die. And then I'll say, I'm, I was right. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's going to be like, oh, okay, okay. There'll be clarity on certain things like, 
was Jonah really in a whale? Right. Come on now. I mean, there's there. We'll get the answers. What what I am convinced though, there is definitely a deeper picture. Uh, I love this promise, and um, to me, it makes a lot of sense. I love how it's all weaved together, and um, again, but the beauty is you get to choose. Listener gets to choose, I get to choose. And some of you flat out reject it, and that is your freedom, and that is your choice. But I do give thanks that God gives us the freedom to choose. And nothing is force-fed, right? You can try to force-feed your kid. Ultimately, they're going to have their own choice, right? Even growing up in a pastor's home, you got your freedom, right? Can I ask a question about the scripture? Because I haven't memorized and like dug into this one. Does it say delivered through the line of Joseph or born from the line of Joseph? Because God delivering Jesus through the line of Joseph would be exactly what's happened. It just says Jacob was the father of Joseph, the husband of Mary. Mary was the mother of Jesus, who is called the Messiah. That's just what it says. So, um, anyway, let's dive in, though. Let's get into this, the beauty of this. Who's, who's ready to read? I want to start at 18 now. Is how Jesus the Messiah was born. I'm, I'm Tita. Great, thank you. The birth of Jesus Christ. So this is uh, Matthew 1.18. Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. Just a side note there, so betrothed was a Jewish custom. So they weren't, they weren't physically married yet, but it was as binding as a modern marriage. Uh, so 19 makes more sense. And her husband Joseph, being uh, a just uh, man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. Does anybody know what happened if he would have divorced her loudly? She would have been stoned. She'd been stoned, exactly. So that's why he could call her a just, a just man. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife. That which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Now he's referring to Isaiah here, Isaiah 7:14. So written 750 years ago, right? Yeah, behold. Or before the, this. Right, seven, yeah, exactly. So, and in fact, Matthew quotes Old Testament prophecy about 12 different times. That's so cool. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but knew her not until she had given birth to a son. So I believe that means he did not have sexual relations with her because she was born a virgin. And he called his name Jesus, which means Savior. Mm, let's pause there. So for those that are not familiar with this story, I know... For many, this is like crazy talk. <laughs> like I said, though, sometimes truth is stranger than fiction. And I love Peter. I'm going back to you. Like this is where Joseph. Is this is where you're talking about where Joseph doesn't get enough credit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was a righteous dude. Yeah. Uh, righteous. I, although, <laughs> atheist or not, again, we touched on this a little bit last week. But it's so important. If your fiance is pregnant, <laughs> right? You know, yes, you got some explaining to do. Yeah, yeah. You know the only Holy way Spirit. that he could turn <laughs> or go with this pretty much would be some type of divine intervention, which is explained as angels are used a lot within the Bible and especially in dreams. 
So those that are open to God, God absolutely will communicate through dreams. So um, that's the only way, right? Think about, we got a bunch of men, we got egos sitting on this table. Can you imagine your wife or your fiance at the time, There's you would go ballistic, yes? Mm-hmm. Mm. You'd be like, Holy Spirit, my butt. unless you had a dream a profound dream where you're like whoa this is real it's the ultimate not caring what other people think can you imagine explaining that to people like well don't worry it's it's totally cool because I had this they had to be they had to be shunned (laughs) thank you Judah yeah exactly yeah is she real (laughs) (laughs) look at the uh, analogy I mean so you just when you when you look at this and go this is just words this is a story but when you put yourself into their position Uh 2,000 years ago so Joseph more or less had Mary's life in his hands yeah right He had his life, yeah, and the child's life in in his hands. He has this dream. He could have decided to say, "Hey, you know what? I had this dream. I gotta go see my psychologist because I think I'm nuts." And by the way, Mary, um, you're getting stoned this afternoon. Uh, But he said, "No, I have faith. Right? I have faith that this is true." And he rolled with it, not knowing what the prophecy. I mean, yeah, maybe he knew what Isaiah the prophecy was, but it's like, I don't think this is the Messiah, right? The Jews didn't think this was the Messiah. No one really thought this was the Messiah, right? Why would you be born in a manger? I mean, this was nothing of God, or at least God-like, what what everyone thought was going to happen. So he rolled the faith, and it goes back to what's our story today? I mean, it's faith, right? We read the word, we have we have faith, and that's what a God wants is for us to completely surrender to Him and put His and put His faith in Him in each and everything that we do. And here's a guy that's living it mm. two thousand years ago, and we just kind of read over it like, oh, it's just part of the Christian. Yeah, story. I know, right? I know. So, we're too so, thick. Yeah, please. So skipping ahead, so the the idea of faith, we sometimes think of it as this really, really long term thing. And it's not always like we need to have faith for the rest of our lives. And when we were in church a couple weeks ago and they were talking about when the angel came to the shepherds and said, a child is going to be born, an angel appeared to them and said a lot of the same things. Behold, like, watch out, listen up, and then, you know, follow this star to this manger. Mm -hmm. So these guys were the lowest of the economic rung, outcasts, Mm -hmm. get a visit from an angel, and then the angel, I'm guessing, you know, disappears. And they're standing around looking at each other like, Did you see that? Yeah, did do? you see that? Mm-hmm. Um, and they all agree, yes. Okay, so we're going to go to Bethlehem now. I don't know how far away it was, but what I love about that story is they only had to have faith until they got there. Mm-hmm. And so the whole way that they're walking, if I'm them, I'm having this conversation in my head that says, if I get there... <coughs> And there's no baby. <laughs> yeah. What a I, have my, I have my answer. And I'm not being silly. I'm yeah. being serious mm-hmm. that if I get there and this isn't fulfilled, mm-hmm. then everything I believe, I'm rejecting. Mm. Because I've had this powerful experience, but I don't have to wait for the rest of my life to find out. I've only got to wait a couple of days, probably, to walk there. And then they get there, and it's real. And mm-hmm. so then you do the flashback to Joseph now, Joseph didn't have to wait for the rest of his life. He had to wait nine months. Mm. And so for nine months, he had to have the most faith he probably ever had in his life. But then at the nine-month mark, this child comes up or comes out, and then amongst all the other prophecies, 
a bunch of shepherds show up and say, yeah, we heard about this. We knew this was going to happen. And so it's each of these groups and, and Mary having faith. And then it all collides in this one moment. And it's not some super long-term mysterious, like, just have faith. It was a specific promise that was made to each of them. And they, didn't, they only had to hold on to that faith until it was realized. I love that. So It's so practical. It's so tangible. It wasn't a... You'll find out when you die. Well, you know, the, the interesting thing is about this, uh, that part of the, the shepherds, um, that had, they had to be absolutely convinced. Yeah. And the reason they had to be absolutely convinced, think about the logistics, because they've got sheep, and they have to drive their herds. That's where I was going to pull it to. All this guy level materialism, right? Your reaction is when you get called something, you're like, I got work. I got work to do. I can't leave work. Would you quit your job? Because that's what they would have had to do. Yeah. Imagine Joseph's pride. So he's now walking with a woman who's pregnant. Yeah. And what do you think everyone else in town is saying about Joseph? He probably feels like a dork. Well, except that he had an angel come to him, of course. Sure. But he's still got to deal with the day-to-day worldly view of him as that you're going to marry somebody that obviously stepped out on you. Or you, uh, you know, you went and had sex with her prior to marriage, which was, you know, either way, it's like, he was looked at as less than righteous. Anybody ever walked themselves down that path? I mean, my heart goes out to you, gentlemen, if you had to actually walk that path of having a a wife that was, you know, unfaithful to you. Mm. But maybe I'm a glutton for punishment, but I for one have walked my mind through that multiple times. And maybe, maybe I'm a jealous dude, I don't know. My wife's so far from what anybody would ever imagine. But I've walked myself through that, like, okay, if this ever happened, you know, kind of like a lawyer does a court case. If it goes this way, then I'm going, and it's like, and when you were talking about the faith, it's like, to me, for some reason, and then maybe I'm way off base, but is the faith the religion? Is the sheer act of faith. So you don't leave it if, it doesn't come true, but the fact that you you believed it enough to follow is the point. So like, I've walked myself down it, and <laughs> as screwed up as it sounds, I, for some reason I told my wife one time, I was like, you could sleep with an entire rugby team, I'm not leaving you. Mm. It's because the faith, the relationship is the purpose. Like the the faith is the hockey team, though. (laughs) (laughs) Girls or guys? I I I I'll say this. Go ahead. I would just caution you. Yeah, these are some Uh, done. That's for sure. That's comforting theology to teach yourself. Tell yourself. Right. Um, Peter denied Christ three times. Mm. Right. (laughs) <laughs> he walked with them. Uh, I pray you don't right. have to, because I know there have been multiple people sitting on this table. In fact, I, I'm cautioned though. We could. We got about nine minutes left at the top of the hour. We could. I want to touch on the wise men a little bit, but we've had guys tested and betrayed and very hurt. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I love your sentiment for sure, though, Rod. I feel you, but I, I pray, I pray you never have to be path. tested I with think, that. I, yeah, it is. Is. Is, it, is it really yeah. kind of, I've always wondered, like, is it a glutton for punishment yeah. to walk your mind through that? Probably. Probably. It's just a sheer act of, of jealousy in your mind wandering? or. To Rick's point, um, I think it's really <laughs> neat that Jesus, it's like he, 
he wasn't too good. God's not too good to be part of a family that's broke, mm. that's going to go through hardship, that's going to stand out, be like an outcast. It's like, yeah, that's cool. You know what I mean? It's like, he's not too good to have that. Because we go through some of that in our lives. You know what I mean? It's like, he had it way harder. That had to be way harder. Mm. To be an illegitimate child, I think that's really hard. Mm-hmm. He's a masonry contractor, so if anybody taught crap, you'd just beat them up. <laughs> <laughs> but I love how, again, the key, one of the key words anywhere is faith is the action, right? Joseph could have responded one way, but he took, basically took an action by not taking an action. The shepherds took an action. Think about Noah building this ark. He, you know, the neighbors going, what are you doing? And, and you know, and even <laughs> Peter. <laughs> yeah, right? Because I mean, Peter does. got out of the boat. Yeah. Right now, and he's, he did actually take a couple steps before he was sick, but he had the courage to actually get out of the boat when Jesus said, Come out here. Yeah, right? faith he, isn't an intellectual exercise, yeah, it's, it's just a right. foot exercise. Yeah. Hmm. I, I like it also where God, so God used great point on the shepherds, but God also uses the wise men. So we got the full spectrum pretty much, right? Uh, in fact, we let's wrap on two and then we'll, we'll, wrap, we'll wrap this up. So, Rick. Rock and Ricky, mind, mind uh, taking us through that? Uh, the visit of the wise men. Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose, and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And assembling all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where Christ was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it is written by the prophet, And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judea, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod summoned the wise men secretly and ascertained from them what time the star had appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child. And when you have found him, bring me word that I too may come and worship him. After listening to the king, they went on their way. And behold, the star that they had seen when it rose went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother. And they fell down and worshipped him. Then, opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold and frankincense and mirror. And being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their being warned in a dream again. They go. They departed their own country by another way. Thank you, man. I so again, I love how God uses the spectrum from. This, I would consider this the lead category. Yes, I mean if they if they anyone that can get access to the president of the United States, you're at a different level. And that in this case, King Herod. I'm also getting the poll here for those that doubt. Uh, King Herod is, it's documented, okay, King Herod. And those that question uh, Jesus or, it's interesting though, they don't really question Seneca, right? a Greek philosopher who was around the same time as Jesus, but this, this, this happened, or this, this existed, but you get the choice to believe then, I guess, was Jesus really the son of God? Is this part of it true? But historically, again, I want to set some people free, um, Lee Strobel wrote the book Case for Christ. So anyone that's really fervent and wants to debate this, go ahead, because Lee tried this. He was whipped up. He's a criminal investigative reporter for, I believe, the Chicago Street, uh, Tribune. Anyway, a major Chicago paper. This guy's got chops on how to investigate and write up stories. He went to prove this wrong. 
and end up becoming a believer. So be careful. <laughs> it, for those that are really fired up on this, this is all BS. Um, just had another realization go. on this uh, faith into action kind of a thing that each of the uh, people that we've just talked about had a different practical real life thing to overcome. For the, for the shepherd, it was economics, like it was their paycheck. Hmm. They had to leave and, and not know where they were going to eat. For the wise men, they had to confront power. Hmm. This is the king, and they had to wrestle with not listening to the king. And for Joseph, it was pride. Yeah. He had to overcome pride. And I just think that that's fascinating that each one of them had a different interaction between faith and something standing between them and the Savior. Ego. That's what I'm getting, right? Those that were able to go across it and, and go bet on faith. And then you got Herod on the other side. It's a slippery slope, but hear me out. Don't get me wrong, man. Democrats, Republicans, there is a power struggle. They want power because they feel their ideas are better. I'm not going to go one side or the other. Just know that. Herod, this is a threat. This is a threat. So does he put faith? No. He's like, I'm in control. I'm going to be my own God, and I'm going to wipe out every kid then. That's what happens in this testimony here, which is wild. Um, it's amazing go. The, the overlay with like Passover and Christmas. I, I don't think I ever, it, for some reason, it's so stupid that I didn't picture it. They were led out of Egypt by a pillar of fire and cloud. They were led into Jerusalem by a star. They were led. They were led to salvation. They were led out of being slaves. They were led. We as Christians are led out of being slaves by being brought to Christ. Never really pictured it like that. You, know, you, cool. you allude to this being about faith, and then you, you say that uh, Herod did not. He did not act on faith, but he did. Hmm. Explain. Because uh, he was so convinced yeah. oh, that, okay. that, that this, this person, Jesus, was a, was a true threat to him. He was so convinced by the prophecies and by, by, the, by the scripture that, that he decided to take out a bunch of two-year-olds or under two-year-olds. Caveat. Wow, that's a Caveat. good one, Jared. Was it faith or was it fear? Well, it was fear, but it was faith. He believed. This is he believed so fervently that he murdered children. Hmm. Well, for sure. so that's scared. an interesting counterpoint. Right here, sure where you're enemy, going too. But yeah, sure the enemy was speaking to him too, because you know, Satan didn't want Jesus. Well, I wouldn't say it was good faith, but yeah. <laughs> hey, he had to have faith that the prophecies were true. Otherwise, mm-hmm. enough faith to be afraid. Well, even um, oh boy, all right, the verse around this table. I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but to the, the whole Easter story then, I mean, it was like, we can't, what, what are you doing let them go in the tomb? What, which, what was the Jewish leader at the time? Where he's like, Pilate? can't put him in a tomb. What? Pilate? No, Pilate was the Roman um, leader. Oh, the guy who owned the tomb? It was one of the Jewish, uh, Caiaphas. Jewish priests. Caiaphas. Uh, Caiaphas. Yes. Caiaphas. There we go. He was like, same thing. Like, I know this prophecy. We can't put him in a tomb because now, if it be true, then they're going to steal his body in a couple days and everyone's going to believe this was true. That's kind of where you're going with it, yes? But I don't think it was as... Even the unbelievers were believers. But it wasn't Caiaphas's <laughs> personal faith that it was. He was afraid of losing power. Right. Yeah. That's correct. It wasn't, that, that's why I say it's fear, not faith. Mm-hmm. If Herod believed the prophecy, uh, he would be a believer. I, I get God. that. But here's where I'm hearing more, Jared. <laughs> yeah. Correct me. Even an atheist 
It's got to put faith in that there's no God. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That, that's basically the, the simple definition of what you're saying? Or you correct me. That's what I hear. <laughs> I wouldn't say believing makes you a believer right. because Jesus Satan believes. Because, yeah, Jesus yeah. said that even but Satan believes said. and they tremble. But they even believe and they tremble. Even they saw the signs and the proof and, the, and they saw the, what was going to happen. I don't know if this faith maybe is not the right word. Belief, uh, yeah. I don't know. Well, you definitely have to believe. believe. You have to believe there's no God to be no, an atheist, right? right? But they knew the prophecy, and they yeah. knew there was a real chance that this was what was being fulfilled. Yeah. And so, like, you know, we're not taking chances. Right. Yeah. Uh, the point being that Jesus, Jesus' coming was so powerful that even the non-believers had, uh, were convinced. Yeah. Right on. Well, here's the deal. We're top of the hour. One-minute challenge. Any closing comments you definitely want to get on, record it. Otherwise, we'll we'll wrap and pair off. Pair off. Uh, we good? I think it's interesting Go. that the wise men, like I, I, I think about, and maybe this doesn't need to be recorded, but the the wise men, they, they bring gold and they. <clears throat> What's going through their mind as they bring gold and frankincense and, and it, it's a baby. It's like this little tiny baby and they fall on their face and they start worshiping. Like I think about my, my one and a half year old worshiping her, I couldn't imagine it's it. pretty wild. You, you think they got the pole? It was like a GoFundMe. <laughs> yeah. It was like a GoFundMe. <laughs> they, they, they brought gifts, you know, for, for like, like a 529. Yeah, <laughs> like gold and frankincense for a baby, you know, it's like doesn't seem very practical. Well, so again, I, I set those people free that aren't fully versed, so at least I, I put myself out there. Was it, is that also, is that also prophecy though, those three things? I don't recall. I know it's tied to, someone tied to the end, but did anyone know those three? Gold and frankincense and merit gifts suitable for a king. The fact that Gentiles would offer such worship had prophetic significance. Okay, that's what I thought. I thought there was a, pro a prof prophetical tie to that, so. Anyway, um, I think it's a lot of fun, and and to read the Bible with this mindset of like, okay, if this is if I'm in, if, you know, it's like it's like a never-ending story, right? Atreyu, he was reading the story, but he put himself in it, yeah. and I think it's such a different perspective, and so much to me, it's a lot of fun, even if it kind of mind messes up your mind a little, to put yourself in the story you're reading to actually you know be there for a moment mm -hmm. even though i'm very much like don't don't let little things that aren't really important to your faith change your faith or shake your faith mm -hmm. but i love to dive into every one of the stories that way and do you think two of the wise men were like hey i brought gold which is really expensive i brought frankincense that's really expensive and the guy who brought the myrrh was like come on no. I, brought the, I brought the pop <laughs> <laughs> He's the guy at the potluck. That's a good so point. I like that. That's true. Two liters. They're supposed to bring their best, so maybe the guy with murder. So, best. let me wrap on this. <laughs> let me wrap on this note. Again, the theme has been truth can be stranger than fiction. Um, everyone gets to choose. It's your choice. I know one of my favorite sayings is, "It's easy to debate if God exists or not." Right. That's why we have so many atheists. But it's very hard to argue results. I can say I see. There's a group of men sitting around this table that I've seen transformed hearts. For, for choosing to believe in this. I've seen guys set free from alcohol and addiction. I see guys working their way through financial freedom. I'm seeing guys that have become better husbands and better fathers. Uh, and the key really is this. You're here, then you're self-centered. 
That is the crux of what's wrong with this world, self-centeredness. When you start loving and serving others, that's when we start getting harmony. That's when this earth starts getting along better. So let that lean on your hearts. Well, that's a wrap. Thank you so much for joining us. On behalf of the Fry Dudes, we wish you a very Merry Christmas. And if this is a challenging time for you, you are certainly not alone. Brighter days are ahead. That's not my promise. That is God's. Doubt me? Check it out. Google Romans 28 or Google Revelation 21.4. On that note, um, on the the reading as we had today, uh, here's a beautiful song by Lauren Dagg, uh, classic Away in a Manger. Now go, love, serve, and peace be with you. Bye.